Business Tech Weekly podcast episode number 88. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Yeah. <laughs> Andy's got a cold this week, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Business Tech Weekly. Fly style. Super groovy. We're going to help you um, with your business technology. And your cold medicine. Your nighttime snuffy sneezling rest so you can podcast medicine. <laughs> All right. I'm very white. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm did, very, I'm very, you, I'm very white. Did you just say you're very, very white? I said I'm very white, but I meant to say I'm very white. And uh, this is Andy Traub. I'm joined today by... Uh, my new host, Cliff Ravenscraft. Cliff, uh, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience? Uh, my name is Cliff Ravenscraft, a podcaster yeah. and uh, all-around geek. <laughs> I was in a all-around good guy, but geek is also true. Yes, so. geek is definitely true, my friend. We have uh, some things going on. And hey, by the way, I just want to say thank you, Andy, because I, I, <laughs> I asked you to do something that I've asked you to do many, many different times. Over and over again, I'm constantly changing the technology and tool that I use to track our show notes. Yep. And uh, uh, I met a little resistance at first, uh, but uh, I've asked Andy, just so you guys know, listening, I asked Andy, I said, hey, do you mind if we move from Google Docs and go over to Wunderlist? It's W-U-N-D-E-R-L-I-S-T dot com. Thank Germans. Yes, Wunderlist. (laughs) And I've been using Wunderlist now for my task management software for well over a month now. It's radically changed my approach to everything. I remember talking here on Business Tech Weekly how I used to use Outliner. And uh, this this is much better than Outliner. I remember when I tried to switch Andy and all my co-hosts over to uh, mastermind mind mapping and they're like yeah mind meister yeah. mind my yes mind meister and they're like no way uh so their heads all blew up when i tried to do that and and uh, once we put Humphrey rightfully down, so <laughs> rightfully so hey, my head blew up i want to tell you i'm still using uh mind map uh mind meister mind meister yeah me too i'm still using it for the show notes but what I do is after I'm done with the show, I put it into that and my assistant has no problem. Her head doesn't blow up. Oh, well, your head's more intelligent than mine. <laughs> but uh, but I, no, it, it, it was a little crazy. But um, yeah, we're, so we're using Wonderlist, uh, which is absolutely free. So, so nobody had to buy anything. Um, and it's and it's all there's a web based version, which, by the way, if you don't want to download any apps, uh, the web based version works just fine. Uh, there are there's free desktop clients for Windows and Mac and everybody else in the world. I think, um, of course, I don't know the the Linux people. You might have to check into that. Um, there's an Android version. There's iOS versions. I mean, it's it's just it's pure awesomeness all the way around. And for me personally, one of the things there are a couple of problems that I had with Google Docs is that um, the formatting would just get all messed up. I mean, you had different different colors, different bold prints. Sometimes the font, when you copy and paste something from another place, the font would be like giant characters. And you had to, for me, I'm an OCD kind of person. And I always like things being just plain text. And I want some links, by golly. And, yeah. and so... Uh, did, you, 
Did you see the cloud app integration on this? Yeah. As a matter of fact, we're using it right now. Hello, wicked cool. Yeah. So, so we're it, geeking out on geeking out. It's yeah. like we're double geeking. So basically, now what happens is, is technically speaking, you could say that our show notes for this episode are a, a task list. You know, and and, and rightfully sure. so. It's, it's we have a task. Each item that we want to cover is a it's a task. We have to cover these stories. They're to to they're right. to do items for each episode that we cover. So, but now I can actually upload that to Cloud App, and what happens is it takes a snapshot of what the list looks like today, uploads it to the web, and makes a web version that everybody who is listening online, who is in the chat room, we can post it in there, and they can click to the links in the story as we're covering them, if, if there's happens to be a link in the show notes for them. Amen. And I don't know if you saw this, but there's a little email icon and you can actually email out and it actually takes a text-based approach to listing out all those topics. And what I do is I email it to myself and then all the topics that we didn't cover, I just delete and then I just forward that information. Uh, actually, I copy and paste it over to my MindMeister and to the show notes section and my assistant gets it. And I'm, I'm telling you, show notes are so much easier already i'm glad it's not it's not horrible you know it's it's not a big deal but they're all pretty easy and andy's on trial mode so i told andy i said if you don't like it we'll go back next week to google docs i think we'll be all right it's fine cool all right so one of the things that uh i heard andy rumored online i think i saw no it's fact betty It's, it's it's fact i hear that andy's thinking about ditching google apps yeah. Seriously? Uh, yeah, and you can try to talk me out of it. That's fine. That's what this show's about. It's about uh, trying stuff out and making sure we're, uh, it, you know, in the best situation for our businesses. But um, yeah, you know, I'm just, you know, actually the Google Plus thing, and I don't participate in Google Plus. I mean, I'm on it, but I don't participate because um, it was like Chris Brogan talking to everybody. And responding to Chris Brogan, it was like wasn't that appealing to me? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was another instance where I pay Google money, not very much, I know that, but I pay the money, and they don't let me into a service. Like I just don't get it. I don't, I don't, I don't like that model. I don't like that approach. You know, right? And and it's been so many things that are like that. That just they just. The only consistent thing is that Google Apps is always behind. And so I looked at it and I'm kind of going, okay, you know, what, why, why do I use it? You know, I use it for, um, you know, I, I use it because maybe it has more storage. Well, I can buy more storage. Mm-hmm. You know, I can buy more storage on Gmail. Uh, I, I use uh, Reportive, the plugin in my sidebar. I can use that with Gmail. Uh, I use it because it has multiple accounts. I can use multiple accounts with a Gmail. I mean, I don't have multiple users. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't need, you know, info at so-and-so and Andy at so-and-so. I can do that other ways. I don't need to manage a bunch of users in Google Apps. So I was just looking more and more at it. And actually, it came up, Cliff, because it said, you know, you have to renew in, in August. Do you want to do that or not? And I thought, do I really? Is it really that much of an advantage to me? And obviously, the thing keeping me from moving is I, have to, I want to move all my emails over and then look at my storage uh, information, storage limits, if you will, uh, you know, move my Google Docs over, things like that. But at the end of the day, and, and I, have a, I have a list of things here in the, uh, in the notes here, you know, I, I still get all the tweaks I want. I get my calendar in the sidebar. I get the chat. I get Google Doc 
quick links. I get themes. Uh, you know, the Google Apps Marketplace. Some people use Google Apps Marketplace where you can insert other services and you can kind of you can log into them very easily from your email inbox. But those are like FreshBooks and Tungle and MindMeister. And, and frankly, with uh, LastPass, you know, I don't have a problem logging into those services. You know, so I, I just looked at it and went, okay, I'm missing out on these things. And I think the biggest reason I'm going to move is that I really am excited about integrating Google Voice more into my business. And I can't do that with my Google Apps account. It, it, and at some point, I don't know if you've seen this, Cliff, if yours did it right and mine did it wrong, but if you go to manage your domain, mm-hmm. um, it, it has this thing about we, we're, we're opening up app users to all these other services now. I tried to do that to mine and transition and something went wrong. It said, Ad, I have conflicting accounts or something. And I just spent all kinds of time trying to figure it out. And so basically, I was going to make sure that I could use my apps account to sign it to you, my apps account to sign it to YouTube, to sign it to all these other Google services, FeedBurner, things like that. And it's all just kind of went to heck. I mean, it just, none of it ended up working. So now it says you have one conflicting account, transition more users, blah, 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 blah. So it's this big yellow sort of, uh oh, there's something wrong with your account. And for all of my searching, I have not been able to fix it. And Google Apps, quote unquote, help doesn't help me at all. I mean, I, I can't get anyone to help me and I'm just frustrated by it. So I'm like, fine, I'm smart enough to use Gmail, andytribeatgmail.com as all the other addresses I have. So I'm just going to switch and stay there and pay. I'm on a pricing page right here. Uh, 20 gigs for five bucks a year. That's how much I can get uh, applied to all of my Google accounts on this, uh, you know, with this plan. And it's like, well, that's, Way more than I need, so uh, you know. I basically it's it's a budget thing, but also it's just a frustration of I'm tired of paying and not being part of the able to adopt new services. Right. Well, uh, a couple things. First and foremost, Bob in the chat room here says Google Apps is behind Gmail because most business people don't want their business accounts to be beta test beds, and I can kind of understand that that thinking, that line of thinking, but. Um, the thing is, is they have the f- feature and functionality where the domain administrators for Google Apps can turn off the new services. And so they already understand, I, I believe, that you know some people do want to have this functionality. And so that's why they say, hey, yeah, go ahead and throw me this beta stuff, this labs features and, and everything. Get, throw it all at me. And so I right. think that they know that, that there, are, there are certain people that, that do want this. Um, with that, although also the other thing is, is I want to say that a um, couple things. One, I'm a Google Apps user and have been for a very long time, and I'm not paying a single penny for it. Um, right. They they still have the free Google Apps version. You don't have to. They pay. do. They do. Yeah. They, they've they've taken the link to sign up for the free version <laughs> yeah, off of like, their main page. There, you, you've yeah. got to jump through about four different hurdles to get there. But after yeah. about four or five different clicks, if you know where to click. Um, and, and just do a search for how do I get free Google apps on Google and, and you'll find people who have the step-by-step clicks on how to get the free account. It, it's still free and and I still have tons of space and, and stuff like that. I did close, I got up to like 98% on my email and I just went in and deleted about, you know, I think about 2000 voicemail messages that were you know, three or four years old and, right. and it took me down to 30%. So I was like, sweet. Yeah. And you know, it, it's, it's frustrating. I mean, I, I appreciate there's people in the chat that want to um, 
help out. They're saying things like, hey, Google Apps now going to be integrated with Google Voice. And you know that's fine. But honestly, if I go in there, what it's probably going to tell me, and I say this with a lot of confidence, it's probably going to say, oh, you can't move your Google Voice number to a different email address, but you can get a new number, right? Now, so I... Well, here... That make, Here's here I had I I signed up for originally for Google Voice under my Gmail account a long time ago. Way matter of fact, I used to be Grand Central, so I mean right, I go right. way back to Grand Central, and then it became Google Voice, and and yep. then Google Voice I found that was awesome, and I started using it. And there was a point where I had heard that I could transfer it over to my Google Apps account, and I went through, and it was a it was a really uh, it was scary for a little bit because of the the way that the transition worked. It was kind of like you're entering your name into a spreadsheet. Like you you literally were entering you into a Google form, and it was going into a Google spreadsheet for them to actually manually process. Uh, so I did that, and my Google Voice number did transition perfectly over to my Google Apps account. And now when I go to Google.com/voice while I'm logged in with Google Apps. Um, my, my same phone number is, is what I have and, and it all trans transitions over. And now if I go to that old Gmail account and go to Google voice, it says, do you want to sign up for a Google voice account? Gotcha. So it, it, mine, trans- and I think that's the problem with mine is I tried to transfer a lot of my services mm-hmm. and I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, um, I'm in Google purgatory now. I'm, yeah. I'm in limbo. I mean, I'm stuck, you yeah. know? And then with with FeedBurner, this is what I did. I think they have it had of a similar feature where you could actually do a transfer of your FeedBurner account over to your Google Apps. But because of how Google, because I understand how Google FeedBurner works, um, I decided to do it this way. I went in and, and created a FeedBurner account. I, so I went into FeedBurner.com, signed in with my Google Apps account, and it says, yep. "Hey, you don't have any feeds." And yep. It's like, okay, great. And then I went into feed. You know, I, I went into a different browser. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and I signed in with my Gmail account and I signed in and, and then it's like, here are all your feeds. And I clicked on each feed individually. And I said, I want you to transfer. The, I want, I want to, tra- I want to transfer ownership to somebody else. And I right. put in cliff at ravenscraft.org. Right. And, and then I got an email that says, Hey, somebody wants to send this. Somebody wants to send this feed burner feed over to you for ownership. And right. I, accept- a lot of people don't know you can do that. They yep. don't know you can, sh- you can share uh, or, or transition or hand off feed burner feeds. So yep. yeah. So basically, what happened is I I went ahead and accepted that for each one, and I manually feed by feed took everything off of Gmail and put it into my Google Apps for feed burner. And so now everything I do with there's only there are only two there are three things that I want on Google Apps that I can't get right now. Number one, the most important to me is my YouTube account. I want my YouTube account off of my Gmail because here's the situation. People are leaving me comments on my YouTube videos and I'm not commenting back because I either have to open up a new browser and and log into uh, Gmail to do that or I have to log out of my Google Apps account and log back in or I have to turn on multiple user sign-on which I always leave my browser open with tabs for my calendar and all this other stuff. And if I log out of, of my apps and log into Gmail, it, it actually transitions over to those Gmail versions of my calendar in my already opened tabs. And I don't like all of that. So it, it frustrates me. So as far as I'm concerned, I, I just the only time I use YouTube is when I'm uploading a video. It's, it's just broadcasting only. Unfortunately, I'm not interacting. So... No. 
So yes, YouTube is one. Buzz, while I really could care less about Buzz these days, I still would love to be notified when I get a notif- when somebody comments on a post. I would right. love to have that engagement with my audience that's doing that. But right now, I only log into my Gmail account once every three or four months. And when I go there, I see all these buzz comments that people left and I never responded to. Uh, so I would love to have that. That can't be transitioned over. And now Google+. So those are three services. But to be honest with you, I believe, I really do believe they'll eventually make it over. All, all of them. Um, I, I know Jonathan Nation has told has said twice I've seen in a chat room that he's moved his YouTube video, YouTube accounts over or YouTube account over to Google Apps. I've not seen any functionality where that 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 that's possible. And maybe I misunderstood that and just glancing in the chat room. But if anybody knows how to make my YouTube video go over to Google Apps, I am desperately listening. Uh, but I, I love Google apps. Um, here's, here's why I love Google apps. Um, the big reason for me is I have lots of domains and I don't, I don't want to manage my email at the hosting level. So for example, if, if I got rid of Google apps, I'd have to go in and create accounts for, you know, for all of those, all those domains, I'd have to go in and create cliff at, podcastanswerman.com right. cliff at ravenscraft.org right. cliff at gspn.tv cliff at virtualassistantpodcast.com feedback accounts for all of those and i'd have to forward all of those individually to gmail and and all and and all of that other stuff and it would be a nightmare for me whereas let's just say if i buy um this is my new domain.com all i have to do is go to uh, go go into the MX records of the of my domain registrar. Forward the MX records to my Google Apps, and I have to put in one HTML code to verify the domain. And within 24 hours, this is my new no, no this is my new domain dot com is now in my Google Apps. And so, guess what? I can I don't have to do anything else. I can say, Hey, Andy, this just go ahead and send me an email to Cliff at this is my new domain dot com or Go ahead and email Stephanie at thisismynewdomain.com or email feedback at thisismydomain.com or email assistant at thisismydomain.com. I don't have to set all those up because it's an add-on domain into my Google Apps account. Every time I add a new domain, if you just put any of those normal Cliff or Stephanie or anything, it just forwards and routes into the right box. Right. That's good. You can do that with Google Apps. You cannot do that with Gmail. Now, here's a goofy thing too that um, that Google Apps does when you become a paid user is all of your other accounts that have to be paid. So I think I had an info at moreprofittechnology.com and an Andy at moreprofittechnology.com, and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll get paid. Well, I had to do it. If you want those other domains, you know, those other email addresses, you have to pay for each one of those. So it's fifty bucks a year for each email address, right? Which again, when you're a business and you want 99.9% uptime and blah, 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 all that disk space, whatever the, the bonuses are, then you're okay with that. I mean, there's a lot of businesses that do that and they're totally okay with it. But what you're saying is you can do the free account and probably maintain most of what you already want. So uh, what, I will, what I will do is I will let it quote unquote lapse, meaning I won't be a paid, meaning I don't know if they'll probably knock down my space or I don't know what they'll do, but they're not going to delete my account. Um, so I won't I won't renew my paid and I'll just make sure that I'm a I'm a free uh, member and then I'll give myself some time to transition. But um, 
yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. There's, it just means that you have to manage your email on the host level, which and Cliff, you did a good job of explaining, but I'll just reiterate. It just means you have to go to, you know, for instance, I go to Bluehost and I just create a forwarder and it forwards to, you know, my, my whatever domain I want it to forward to. So uh, it's going to be a little bit of work and, and I'm, I'm, I'm about 95% sure I'm going to eventually switch off of it. But uh, I, there, there's a problem with being a, an early adopter if you're not really intentional about what addresses you use because your online presence can be very fragmented and it becomes confusing and things start to conflict and you have to log in and log out you know, without when you shouldn't have to. And that's more my fault than the systems. But um, yeah, it, it's... It's just frustrating and I'm trying to clean up and simplify and you know, I know all my passwords and I know all my emails and I know which services have this and that. LastPass helps out a lot, but to me I just wanna consolidate and condense my my logins. Yeah, and Jonathan uh is saying that perhaps one of the reasons why I'm not able to do my to do my YouTube is because I'm starting with Gmail and I want to transition. He says he started his with his email his Google Apps a, a pro account. And just so he knows, check this out. I'm just putting this in the chat room, but it's a screenshot of where while you were just talking, I went into YouTube and said, create an account while I'm logged in without apps, with apps. And then it says, we need to sign you out to sign up. And then I put in my cliff at ravenscraft.org, which is my apps account, created it all, filled out the account to uh, information to launch and to start my new uh, service with YouTube and it says, okay, now it's time to link your account to your Google, to your Google profile, to your, you know, stuff. And so I, I tried to sign in with Google apps and it says, this service is not available. YouTube is not available for ravenscraft.org. Learn more about Google products you can use with Cliff at ravenscraft.org. If you are the Google apps in an in administrator, please read these articles, controlling your user access to Google apps turning on services, on and off services. Uh, did you use this product with a different Google account? Sign out of your account, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's, it's, I've tried to do this like 15, 20 different times and it's still not working. But I believe this is all <laughs> going to be working out. And here's the situation. I'm not paying for it, Andy. And so right. if, I were, if I were in your shoes where I was paying and I was paying for each of those accounts, yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. But... Uh, so, so you're serious. You're actually moving. You're leaving Google Apps. I'm going to let the paid one lapse, then I'll move over slowly. But I can't, you don't want to just jump with that. I mean, I literally have to create a spreadsheet to do this, you know. So, so uh, you'd have to, yeah, because you're going to have to transfer all your docs over. And, and what, yeah. about, what about your, you know, you know, how many years of archived emails? And Yeah, I mean, it's really two. I mean, I, you know, it's really two years of archived emails. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, I, and I looked at how much space I have, and um, you know how, how, how much, how many gigs of, of uh, emails, and it's not, it's not a ridiculous amount. So okay. I've done it for other clients, so I can do it for myself. Gotcha. All right. So Andy's potentially going to dump Google Apps. I'm sticking around for the long haul. Um, if anybody else has any thoughts on this, feel free to share in the comment section of episode 88. Just go to businesstechweekly.com. Look for episode 88 in the show notes and uh, let us know if you've had any experience and if you have any idea how I can go in and, and get a YouTube channel under Cliff Ravenscraft at Ravenscraft or Cliff at Ravenscraft.org. That would be awesome. Anyway, um, I want to let you know, Andy, I invested in a startup for the very first time. You hear about these venture capitalists investing in startups, right? I think of you. 
Every time I hear venture capitalist, I'm kidding. Yeah. No, what you what you invested? I invested in. Uh, I, well, they haven't come up with the name of their service yet, but I, I have a lot of belief in this this new this new cap this new startup company that's getting ready to launch. And uh, they're they're two young kids, uh, and they're potentially thinking about bringing in a third partner uh, who's not much older than they are, but but still a little bit older, uh, but. Uh, Basically, it, it's it's. I'll tell you what. They all share the last name. They're they're all brothers and sisters, and uh, their their names are Megan, Matthew, and McKenna. Mm, weird. Uh huh. Uh huh. And they are going to be starting a lemonade stand mm. in our neighborhood. I've heard the market is good. Yes, exactly. It's been very hot. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, your, your market especially has been very good. Exactly. Anyway, um, I went, I, so far I have invested $240 into their startup. Yeah. And check this out. I went to Amazon.com, Amazon.com, one second here, and I'm going to pull it. up uh, Lemonade. I typed in Lemonade Stand. Yeah. Stand. And so... What I'll do is I'm going to put a link in the show notes here uh, in just a second to give you a feel for which one I purchased. Actually, yeah, how much did I say was in? $240 or something? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I think that's right around where I'm at. But anyway, I'm going to... Hold on, I almost have the link, I promise. And I will put it in here. You, you've got the chat room up and running, right? I do. All right, so there you go. Uh, let's see here. Lemonade stand... And so, so basically there it is that, and by the way, that is an affiliate link if anybody's interested, but, uh, that's the, that's going to be the lemonade stand that my kids have, uh, for their lemonade. And of course we're going to go get some, uh, sign, you know, some stickers, some decals for there. Uh, and they're going to do, uh, uh, fresh squeezed lemonade. And I'm thinking we might do, um, organic, uh, lemonade, but anyway, uh, I, I bought them a juicer. So a, an electric electric juicer so that they can juice their lemons. You got to charge them to hook up to your electric though. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> and then uh, there, I got them a, a three gallon lemonade dispenser. Yeah. And I got them a cash box. And we've nice. of course already got a cooler and we're going to go out and buy them some you cups. Keep, you stuff. keep the key though, right? No, they're, they're going to be responsible <laughs> for it. I'm just trying to see if this is going to be like the Facebook movie where you have them to scribble their name on a piece of paper and then they're millionaires and you figure out, they figure out later that really you own 90% of the company. You know? <laughs> That's funny. Now, so, so I'm excited for them. I, I mean, this is basically what I wanted to do is I wanted to teach my kids, uh, you know, the, how to be an entrepreneur, how to run a business and, and stuff like this. And, and this, it's my hope that it'll just start with a lemonade stand and that they get the concepts of, of running a business and, and, and customer service and creating new products. Like, for example, I know that uh, some homemade cookies will become a part of their product line and stuff like that they're talking about. And they want to add like pink lemonade and, and iced tea and some other things as as well. And so this, so they're already creatively thinking and um, we're already explaining to them, you know, the, the fact that, you know, hey, you you do have a, a loan that you have to repay. Uh, so you're going to put, you know, when you get sell stuff, you're going to have to, number one, replenish supplies. Number two, you have to put some towards repaying your loan. Uh, number three, it's important to save. 
And number four, um, it is important to give, to think about how, you know what portion of your income that you're going to give away to, to worthy causes. And I also think it's important to spend. And so it's like you're going to be able to take some of the money and, and spend it as well. But the idea is to teach them that, you know, hey, instead of saying, hey, dad, I want this iPhone app. I want this iPhone app. It's like, oh, that's great. You, you probably earned some money. And that's a that's a good thing you can buy with it. Yeah. So, uh, oh, yeah. And number six, dad's dad gets free lemonade. Nice. So uh, that Stephen Cross put that in the chat room. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I think you should uh, be called the chief investor, not yeah. dad. Yeah. So. Yeah. So anyway, I'm I'm excited about this. Uh, it's it's it my teaching my kids business, and uh, and oh by the way, I am going to uh, go up to the bank, and we are going to open a bank account, and and this Square device is going to be be used for their business. Yes, I was showing our mutual friend Kevin Miller this Square device the other day because his kids are also entrepreneurs, and I said, you know, this little device is about all you need to yep. take some money in. So, yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about teaching my kids business and, and, and getting their minds spinning around, you know, doing work and, you know, figuring out how it works and then finding out what they love and then saying, okay, let's ha- see how we can apply these principles to things that I love to do. And, uh, I, you know, I, I just think it's the beginning of some really cool things for them. You know, and I would say this too, uh, is that, I've had a couple of conversations, one actually just this morning with the young lady, uh, and then I had a conversation with my nephew just the other day about just the entrepreneurial mindset. And I would say that uh, that's one of the things I'm most excited about passing on to my kids is just a different way of thinking. You know, uh, the world does not give us permission to think like that. You have to take that permission and you have to go and 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 try those new things and 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 say i'm gonna I'm gonna invest in this. so yeah, uh, I hope people think like that for their business, and I also hope they think like that for their families. Yeah, I, I I can't I can't wait to help them get started. I can I, I've already been thinking about like door to door campaigns with uh, like uh, door hangers, right? You know, and and saying hey, just so you know, support support local business. Uh, check out you know on the corner of such and such streets. <laughs> you know, right? We'll we'll be there every Saturday and Sunday at, from such and such and such and such. We'd love to have you stop by and try our lemonade. Right. Yeah. I'm thinking you got to get some wheels attached to the thing so they can just roll it down the street. You know, it's a slow <laughs> corner. Let's move down there. You well, know, 13th Street's looking better. The one know? that I, the one that they got, uh, of course, they have a wagon, and the one that they got, it. I don't know if you looked at the different. Yeah, I saw it folds up. It folds up. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I, I mean, it folds up. You put it in the van and take it to a different, more, more highly trafficked um, neighborhood. You know, and and uh, you know, you can. You get into a, a a place where the houses are certainly a, a bit more expensive, and and uh, you know you put a dollar in front of the fifty cents, and and you're good to go. You just got to go. market right. So yeah. Anyway, I, I, I I'm I'm just it's like I I've been thinking of doing this forever, and finally, and and you know what's been holding me back is just it's been so busy. But the other thing is is that you know I've been waiting for the kids to really take this idea and, and really to have, you know, Hey dad, when are we going to do this? Hey dad, when are we going to do this? And finally, uh, you know, Matthew's been really pouring, you know, he's like, I, I, can we do it this weekend? Can we do it this weekend? And so when I started to see that kind of desire on his part and he got his sister, you know, he got McKenna all excited and McKenna's, yeah. you know, McKenna's six years old. Uh, oh man, it, 
it's it's fun to see them so so fired up and they had no idea that i was gonna they thought they were gonna use the old you know blue card table in the uh right garage and so i i went out and got this and i'm like yeah i don't think i'm gonna make them pay me back for the for the the stand though but they are gonna pay back for the uh the dispenser and the juicer nice the 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 actual this that stand which is i think it was 145 dollars Right. Um, that that's my gift to them for their business because they definitely didn't need that. And I wanted them to have something cooler than a table and I'm just not that handy with woodwork. So, right. Right. Anyway, good luck. Good yep. luck. I hope uh, they don't take your money and run, you know, those. Yeah, I know. I know. It, you know, you, that's what happens when you invest in a startup. You just, it, it's, you never know. You never know how it's going to go. Yeah, All right. Good luck. Good luck. So, oh, by the way, last week we were talking about themes, you know, this whole idea of themes in Gmail or in Google Mail, and I didn't have the people widget. Well, it turns out that if you go to manage domain and then you click on settings up in the tab, and then on the left-hand side, you have to click on email, and then there's a section for themes, and there's a check mark where you have to check where it says, let users choose their own themes. And so I did that and it immediately gave me the option for themes. Nice. So uh, in the show notes, I have a screen capture of exactly what those settings look like. Uh, you can click on that in the show notes for episode number 88 at businesstechweekly.com and you'll be able to see how I was able to accomplish it. And by the way, the people widget showed up the very next day. Wonderful. And I think that that had more to do with something that uh, somebody told us last week in, in last week's show. So Right. Anyway, so now I, I, it looks like I might be getting the same things that Andy gets, <laughs> although Andy's moving away from Apple. And then I'll move. So Yeah, that's why I don't want to try to keep up the Joneses. The Joneses I, will just move. I know, so. no doubt. Yeah. All right, so iDrive. Uh, Glenn sent us this uh, a little link and told us about it. It's basically online backup, um, iDrive. Have you heard of this one? Nope. All right, you get five gigabytes for free and personal use. You get 150 gigabytes for 4.95 a month per PC. Family pack, 500 gigabytes uh, for 14.95 a month for up to five PCs. And the business plan is 50 gigabytes, uh, 9.95 a month for multiple PCs. But um, anyway, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, it's like, what is this exactly? You know, and I don't know if this is something to, to meant to be kind of like a, a replacement for Dropbox kind of a deal, but um, I well, you know, and it says uh, per PC. Uh huh. You know, to me, it, that's the thing about Dropbox is it's you buy Dropbox and you could have it on thirty PCs. Yep. And you know, and the other thing, so, is, so I'm thinking it's more of an actual backup for an individual. Yeah. Computer. I, that's what I'm seeing. And when I when I look at this, I compare it to Backblaze, which is what I use for online backup of my systems. And it's $5 a month per PC. Right. And it's unlimited backup. Now, the thing is, is that it doesn't give me an iPhone app, but uh, it gives me it gives me a backup and I can go on online and 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 restore files from any computer. And so um, you know, iDrive, I appreciate the link to it. I don't understand. It's, it certainly doesn't appear to have like the replacement value of a Dropbox in my mind, just looking at it, glancing over it. Uh, but, um, 
you know, but it's it's something if anybody's interested in looking at, you can check it out at iDrive.com. See if there's anything there that speaks out to you. And if so, leave us a comment in the comment section at uh, show notes for episode 88 at businesstechweekly.com. Um, there you go. I actually purchased an app for uh, for my Mac uh, from the Mac App Store called Mailplane. M-A- yeah, I tried that. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. What do you mean you couldn't do it? Uh, I tried to treat it like I use my... I, I think here's the thing. I, when I'm inside of uh, my Gmail and I click on a link, I uh-huh. expect it to open up in the next tab over. Yeah. And when you're in mail plan, it's going to open up on a whole other window. Yes. Right? Because it's yes. a separate program. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what, that's what kept me as I kept... Because kept, I jump from, you know, from tab to tab a lot inside my Gmail and out to another tab, so on and so forth. And mail plane treating it just as a separate... Uh, it, it more confused and slowed down my workflow that helped it. So right. why do, what do you like about it? Well, I've for, heard good things. So. Well, first and foremost, it is M-A-I-L Plane is the name of the company and or software and it is available in the app store it's like 25 bucks uh and i agree with you i as as far as just leaving it open and using it as my mail client there's no way i would do it but basically it works for it's for gmail i don't think it it might work with some other online accounts i don't know because i don't use them but uh it does work with gmail use you works with my google apps obviously otherwise i wouldn't be using it um, and it does allow me, there are a couple things I do like. For example, I can open it up and I could quickly log right into Stephanie's email just by clicking her name. I could go into Amy, my assistant's email, just by clicking her name. It, it mean, it like, meaning it just, it, I click it and boom, it, it opens and it's logging right into their inboxes. And so, right. so that's nice. And, and of course, I, you know, I have, I, I tell my kids that, hey, I just want to let you know, occasionally I check in on your inbox and your messages. And so you, I want you to know you do not have private email communications. Uh, so, I mean, th- those, those are things. I love the fact that it's multi-user and, and I can easily just hot swap between them just by clicking. Uh, the other, th- now I still use my, when I'm using email, I still use it from the browser in a pin tab in Chrome, but here's the reason why I bought it. And I'm, I'm probably going to get 18 people tell me how I could have done this for free. But when I use, uh, when I'm on a P- looking at a PDF document, and that PDF document has an email address in it. It would click the link and it would want to open up my, you know, my mail app from from my Mac. And I'm like, I don't want to Apple Mail. Uh, I don't want to set it. I don't even want to set it up. Um, and so what happens was I I wanted whenever I clicked on a hot link to an email address, I wanted to pull up. I wanted to open up Gmail and I want to send it from my Google Apps email. Well, Mailplane allows me to do this. So basically, I, I don't, Mailplane does not stay open at all. But right now, I have Wunderlist open, my desktop client. And if right. I want to email the, the show notes to myself, I click send by email and it opens, it automatically opens Mailplane because it set that Mailplane to my default mail editor, opens right. it up, creates a new pop up window with the whole send to. And it fills out the email, and all I have to do is type in the to address to myself, and and then it sends it, and it sends it right out. So basically, it gives me the ability to make G- Google Apps my default mail client for all software on my Mac. Right. And when- I have a post that I'll put in the notes. Okay. That goes through making Gmail or Google Apps your default email handler in Mac OS ten. Oh, okay. Um. For folks that want to know how to do it the other way, but it involves basically downloading a program 
that, like you said, it, it, it takes your default mail handler and it makes it just makes it open up your Google apps. But uh, it's a couple steps. But uh, it's funny, the description is like, it's just for people who have Mac OS X. So, but a lot of our audience does. So. Yeah. Yeah. So when now when you do it your way, does it do it in the browser? Yeah. Cool. I mean, it'll open up another tab. I mean, it, yeah, that's a, it doesn't. Uh, yeah. So awesome. it. So I could. This is how you always wish it could have done. I could. I could have. I could have saved twenty five bucks and and just watched your to saw your tutorial and did it myself, huh? Um. Yeah. Sorry. Oh well. You live. You learn. I'll buy a glass of lemonade. <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, you're good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so let's see here. Cliff gets themes. We talked about that. Um, uh, I was talking with my wife and uh, want to just share with you, Andy. I remember it. Can you believe that you and I were podca- we were podcasting together in December of 2009? Did you know that? I was I was actually just thinking the other day. I was, you know, because I was telling somebody about my podcasting and trying to think how long have we been doing this now so december of 09 so we're yeah so we're eight is this show 88 yeah this is show 88 oh. but anyway so we we were podcasting in december of 09 because i remember you because this is something i rarely ever had ever done before and that's like you know it's like oh what's the goals for my business this year and you're like oh that'd be a great topic wouldn't it and i'm like yeah whatever <laughs> So, so I'm like, thanks, Cliff. So, well, I mean, I'm like, no, I mean, it's like, I, it's no, it's like goals no, it's for my business. I hadn't thought about goals for my business. How crazy is that? <laughs> wacky. It's absolutely it's wacky. wacky. It's unheard so, of. So the thing is, is I remember the business income for for everything that I do was is teetering at that time, right around right around four to six thousand dollars a month of income, which was just barely enough to write myself a paycheck. And I'm telling you, it was, it was just like, <gasps> like the third week of the month. And if I didn't get up to close to five or $6,000, I, I wasn't going to be able to, to pay myself as much as, as I need to, uh, to make our own personal bills. I mean, I could pay the business bills, but there was very little, you know, it was always tight on how much am I going to be able to pay myself. Yeah. And, and it was just always like that four to 6,000, four to 6,000. That's about what I was making. And I remember in 2009, putting it out there and actually speaking the words that I might want to, uh, I might want to, it, it, I see that you just put in there, you have to wrap this up. You got a client call at, at, at two. Uh, I do. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, we got, we got about five. Uh, I could, I could hold this off until next week. No, let's do it. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want people to, uh, to All miss out on this. All right. I'll, I can, I can email them. It's fine. Okay. So I want to hear it too. So go so, ahead. So here's the situation. I, I remember speaking these words and I said, I want to bring my business income up to $10,000 a month. That's going to be my goal. And I'm like, how on earth am I going to do that? Um, that, that's, that's just crazy talk. And I remember that setting that goal and speaking it out loud and, and, and saying it in front of our audience kind of just, I felt like there's some sort of accountability there. And I'm like, you know what? I believe it's possible, you know, it, but man, that that's almost doubling my income and, and for the business. And how am I going to do that? And so I started to say, okay, now I'm, I, I believe that, that I'm going to do, it's possible. I am setting it as my goal. Now I need to say, okay, now this is what I need. How am I going to get it? And it started me, it forced me, it forced me to think of things in a different way. 
And it's like, it was no longer, you know, just taking anything I could get. It's like, no, I have to be strategic. I'm going to have to say no to this and say yes to more of this because I see where the profit margin is so much better over here. And, you know, it came down to selling less equipment, but doing more consulting. And, and, and it's like, it was crazy for me to make decisions like, you know what, for two months, I'm not selling any equipment so that I can actually book my consulting calls even, you know, further, uh, schedule further. And when I did that, even though I was giving up $4,000 of income on my equipment side, I was gaining more than that the other way. Um, and of course that got me into thinking about doing webinars and group coaching and all this other stuff. And believe it or not, um, now a majority of the months I only hit around the, you know, low eight or the low eight or no, the upper eights to low $9,000 mark through most of the months in 2010. But there were several months when I did some big projects like, you know, group coaching calls or, um, you know, launched new products, uh, tutorial products where I made well over 10,000. And I was uh, emailing back and forth with Dan Miller and telling about my new goal that I'm thinking about doing. And I actually did the math for the first time. I didn't even, I've never even done this before, but in 2010, uh, I ended up making two, what was it? Uh, $123,000 is what the income of the business was in 2010. Divide that by 10. And what do we got? 10,000 a month, right? Yeah. So I did it. I, I actually succeeded in that goal. Well, anyway, I've never adjusted my goal higher. So I'm I, every month I'm hitting, I, I hit 10,000 on, on a pretty average basis right now. And mm-hmm. if I hit lower than 10, then I'm a little upset with myself, but not too much because I've never increased how much I pay myself. So um, that's not a big deal. But I'm never, I mean, I occasionally I'll go higher than 10,000, but it's just like, okay, that just means I have to work less next month because I've already got some <laughs> carryover, right? Well, yes. I think it's about time for me to to announce that in 2012, I'm seriously considering, and I'll, I'll know by the end of this year whether or not I'm, I'm going to do it. Uh, but I just want to put it out there that I'm seriously considering saying, you know what, my goal for 2012 is to double the income of my business to bring in 20,000 a month for the business and to do so uh, mostly through group coaching and um, and actually through uh, passive income products and stuff there like you that. Go. So I'm not- that was my first question, Cliff. Is it, it, I think you can do it. And the exciting thing about putting a, a goal out there like that is you, then you go, okay, how am I going to get there? I mean, it's the same as me saying, I'm going to go to Los Angeles. Okay. You're going to walk. You can take a bike. You're going to fly. You're going to drive a car. And you put a big number out there. And a lot of people might think, well, that's ridiculous. Well, yeah. no, no, it's not. Not if you have a plan, if you execute and you uh, do the little things that equal big things. And, and then, uh, you know, the other part of it is that, you know, you, you've got to be faithful with, uh, with those dollars you have now. Uh, and, uh, and give what you're supposed to give. And, uh, and take care of every single client you come across and endorse the right things and uh, do a good job in group coaching. And, and that, that's, that's what happens to good businesses. Yep. They, are, uh, uh, they grow uh, because uh, like, like a snowball, you know, that, that's, that's how they're supposed to work. Exactly. And, and, I, and I feel really good about that as being a goal because if I look at the things that I feel led to do as a father and a husband and stuff like that is, you know, to... to to be putting money away for college. You know, that's, you know, right now I'm at a place in my business where I feel comfortable paying myself what I've always paid myself. And we're living off of that in our current circumstances here, but we are not 
I'm not putting. I have not put a penny away towards retirement since I started my own business. Uh, I have not put a penny away towards college funds for my business, and uh, you know the emergency funds not getting the love and attention that it needs. <laughs> and so while we're making it, we're making it. You know, and, and not a whole lot more than that. Of course, some people say, well, if you quit going on a cruise and and on a ten day trip with your family, then then maybe you know you you might be able to put a little money away. But still, even those trips didn't cost nearly as what you would think, and and wouldn't do sure. a whole lot in the long run towards a. Retirement in college, but uh, if I was to double the income coming into the business and then raise up the amount that I pay myself, I could feel, I think, a lot less stress and and stuff like that when it comes to thinking about the future. But then again, who knows? That might always be there if I don't just put my pl- faith and trust in God where it deserves to be anyway. But we'll find out. We'll find that's, out. It's the beautiful thing about GSPN. I know. I know that I'll get the full story. Andy Traub, sorry to keep you a little bit over. Uh, I know you got to run. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Business Tech Weekly. Uh, We'll have all the links to everything we talked about here in the show notes for episode 88 at businesstechweekly.com. If you have comments, questions for the show, you want to call in, you can at 859-795-4067. 859-795-4067. We'll be back again next week with more here at Business Tech Weekly. Until next time. We encourage you to join the community.